0: Welcome to the Haringey Education Partnership Brief. It's Monday, the 7th of November. I'm Luke.
1: And I'm Maya. And we're here to bring you up to date with what's happening in education. Here's what you need to know this week.
0: Teach First has recruited its lowest number of teacher trainees in four years. The organization has admitted to significant recruitment challenges, and is calling on the government to offer a 5,000-pound recruitment bonus for teachers who work in the most deprived areas, to ensure the profession remains competitive. Figures obtained by Schools Week show Teach First recruited 1,394 graduates for initial teacher training, the smallest cohort since 2018.
1: Unions have accepted a pay offer that will see school support staff, including teaching assistants and other council workers, paid an extra £1,925 this year, according to Schools Week. This will mean a 10.5% hike for the lowest paid and just over 4% for higher earners. While it constitutes the highest rise offered to the National Joint Council for a decade, schools are still likely to struggle as a result of more unfunded pay rises for staff.
0: Leaders of schools in multi-academy trusts have told TES that several trusts have put expansion on hold while they deal with financial pressures. Financial challenges like rising staff costs, energy bill increases, and other inflationary pressures have led many MAT leaders to question whether their organizations have adequate funding to deal with them. These difficulties may put a temporary hold on the push toward all schools being part of academy trusts by 2030.
1: A University College London study released last week shows that 65% of head teachers in England felt highly anxious about work during the pandemic. Jeff Barton, General Secretary of the Association of School and College Leaders, called the survey's findings not surprising due to poor treatment of head teachers by the government. Interestingly, Fisher Family Trust reported that class teacher anxiety about work during the first COVID wave was lower than pre pandemic levels.
0: This week's deep dive, demystifying adaptive teaching. Adaptive teaching is a phrase that has been making the rounds in the education world recently. It has appeared in blog posts, podcasts, and even in Ofsted reports. And due to this attention, HEP thought it may be valuable to try to clarify the term. So, Fran Hargrove and myself have recorded the first HEP Insight and Intelligence video presentation on adaptive teaching. The video will be freely available next week on our website, but for now we'll play some of the more helpful sections from the first cut.
2: The reason that we are speaking about adaptive teaching today because it's one of those um, edgy words that has popped up through Ofsted and various other places. And if you're avid reader of Twitter or follower of Twitter, it's appearing there more and more. But it's one of those words that's been knocking around the education system for a while uh, and it means different things to different people. So we thought we might unpick this a little bit because there's been a whole world of uh, differentiation, bad, adaptive teaching, good. But what does that actually mean? So I think we're going to spend a bit of time unpicking
0: that. So we'll start with some kind of official definitions or, or guidelines of adaptive teaching. And this comes from the teacher's standards um, from the DFE uh, in 2011, um, defining it as teachers adapting their teaching to respond to the strengths and needs of all pupils. Sounds great. But when we look at these kind of bullet points a little bit, more closely, uh, we can see how this kind of breaks down um, and, and is a little bit dangerous.
2: Yeah, if I could get a butt in there, look. And as you said, this is from the uh, teacher standards, which were produced in 2011. So that's quite a while ago. And it talks about adaptive teaching and using differentiation appropriately. Um, and I think, you know, that is where the two things are, are getting a bit fudged now is that, you know, a, a document from 2011 uses the word adaptive teaching, but we're also seeing it pop up in uh, what's in the, the the most recent iteration of the offset framework is that offset inspectors are looking is teaching adapted appropriately. And the nuance of that is looking uh, quite different. And as Luke mentioned, there's lots of kinds of things that are debunked now, like the visual audio and kinesthetic aspects of learning um you know and teachers spent hours making sure there was a, a visual and audio and a kinesthetic element to their planning and to their delivery and you know it's it's about looking at okay what does the cognitive science tell us and what can we reasonably do and weave into our craft as teachers in order to ensure that children have um, access to the their full curriculum entitlement and that the uh, kind of ambition for each and every child is, is high and those needs are met within a reasonable mainstream classroom setting for every child and meeting those needs.
0: Right. And I think that the updated frameworks, at least for the newer early career framework from the D- DFE uh, in 2019, uh, really makes a lot of that uh, clearer and, and goes you know, more toward those aims. So how can we implement adaptive teaching? One thing that is really helpful and we'll we'll provide you with some some questions to ask uh, your school, your staff members, other teachers uh, on the next slide. But uh, one thing that is helpful is kind of really nailing down a definition of adaptive teaching for your school. Um, But another way when you're in the classroom is scaffolding and Fran you mentioned this before and um, if you would elaborate on it again that would be fantastic.
2: I always think kind of scaffolding is another one of those words that's kind of thrown around um, quite a lot saying you know we scaffold our pupils well, what do you actually mean by that and that you know for me has been and you know and I've said it earlier is being really clear about the end point for that lesson for that unit of work what it is that you want the children to Able to know, do, understand what is it contributing to in the in the up and coming learning and what is it drawn upon from pupils' prior learning? And if I want every child to pretty much get to the to this end point in my lesson or this unit of work, what can I do to ensure that they all have a, a fair shot at that?
0: We acknowledge that this is challenging. Um, it is not so easy to even understand one individual's prior knowledge and their thinking and their behaviors in class. Uh, doing it with the entire class is is tough, um, but you know this is something that a good teacher takes it upon themselves to do. Um, And so, you know, again, adaptive teaching is not like this magic bullet word that, you know, once you've, I'm an adaptive teacher, Uh, once you've got that, then, you know, your classroom is magically going to change. No, it requires work. And I think the DFE, I think the EEF, and and we at HEP, and everyone kind of acknowledges that this is not so easy. Um, It requires effort.
1: This week at HEP We'll be joined by Christine Council and Steve Mastin on the 7th of November to talk all about progression in Key Stage 2 Geography at 4pm Claudia Dimond will be hosting a session about Rosenshine's Principles in Planning on the 8th of November at 1.30pm Is your PE programme good or outstanding? Jan Hickman and Kim Henderson will help you find out on the 9th of November at 9.30am All sessions are available to book on the HEP Booking Hub
0: This week, we've been watching Horizons YouTube channel. From the Charlie Higson appeal parody to the introduction to Horizons to our young people interviewing the stars, this is the place to hear young people's voices and see Horizons in action. This week, we've been
1: reading Traditional and Progressive Orientations to Teaching, New Empirical Evidence on an Old Debate by Dr. Sam Sims and John Jerry. A debate we can't quite shake what is better for our pupils? A traditional or progressive approach to teaching. Sam and John say there's little evidence to support either side of the debate, apart from one point. Contrary to progressive arguments, it seems pupils develop a greater interest in learning when taught by teachers with a traditionalist of orientation.
0: This week, we've been listening to Sounds of Black Britain from the Black Curriculum, Episode 9, Rise of Jungle, Garage and Grime. These three genres are original black British music genres that have influenced sound and culture throughout the world and changed the way we listen to music. Joining Julie Adenuga in this episode is General Levi and Tottenham's very own Frisco of BBK. And that's it for our Monday, 7th of November, Het Brief. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, Please leave us a review, share on social media, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This brief has been written and produced by Maya Cardwell and Luke Kemper. Music by Shane Ivers. We'll see you next week.